I'm being an asshole, you know, and it was all these problems. So uh, I literally was going to, you know, I wanted to off myself. Radio show, man. They everywhere. Hi, Joe. Another episode, Bank That Radio Show. I am your host, Andres, and I got another uh, Zoom interview for y'all. I have Alundus, who is a father, Marine, husband, servant leader, business owner, entrepreneur, and podcast host. I'm like, this like, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven titles. <laughs> that means you got to be a different person every day. <laughs> Yes, sir. It's it's definitely uh it's it's a fun journey, brother. It is. But thank you for coming on to the platform. And uh I definitely um, you know, I've been checking out your stuff. I love the fact that well, one with your podcast, you talk about subject matter that necessarily doesn't get the light of day, um, like it should, especially yes, men being vulnerable. You created I saw that you have a, a calibration or recalibration group. Or is that specifically for men to recalibrate their mind and, you know, the mindset of how to look at things and you know, go through their vulnerabilities and to you know, be able to come on the other side of it? Yes, sir. Because uh, what I found was us as business owners, as leaders, uh, I'm a sales guy. So that's why I, I love you, brother, is looking at your profiles. Mm -hmm. You're talking mm -hmm. about sales, sales. I'm a sales guy, you know, and for mm -hmm. us as sales is we're so used to coming in, closing deals. And that's what life mm -hmm. was for me. You know, it was being a closer, being the problem solver, giving solutions. But I'm failing in marriage. Um, mm -hmm. I slipped up in my marriage. So I'm open mm -hmm. and vulnerable about that, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm going to have to tell that to my kids, you know, and I'm open yeah. and vulnerable about not having a good upbringing, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and really fucking up in my mindset and doing all these different things. So uh, the point of the group is helping the business owners start their podcast, talk about that healing journey. And then consistency with credit repair is key. Whether you hire a third party or do it yourself, don't stop disputing. If you need our assistance with credit repair, visit our website at www.barberstaxandcreditrepair.com. Journey, and then kind of showing them the social media game. Because what I found too is, uh, whether you're a business owner or not, you know, you either dialed in or you're not. So yeah. uh, I have one client, for instance, he's a marriage coach, and mm -hmm. uh, or excuse me, a divorce coach, and he helps men rebuild themselves. So like. We yeah. were his podcast and I'm teaching him, showing him my Instagram. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I do. You know, at somebody mm -hmm. do a podcast interview uh, and then you can also build a relationship, you know, engage with mm -hmm. people and then message them, you know, and then that's how you build relationships. And uh, it's been pretty awesome, you know, because for me, that's all I do, you know, is just talk about my journey, where mm -hmm. I was at, how I got out the Marine Corps and really struggle to just find my way, mess it up mm -hmm. in my own life, drinking a gallon mm -hmm. of whiskey. Yeah. Uh, you know, wanted to kill myself and then go getting on the yeah. mic. Hey, you know, this is the shit where we come from is you don't talk about those things. And now yeah. people are like praising me, man, you're saying this where before it was, you're a sellout versus mm -hmm. now where it's like, man, how do you get on there every single day and do the same thing? And I'm like, it's because I understand, you know, what it's like mm -hmm. to just check out of life, be high as fuck every day. Mm -hmm. uh, just really be like, Oh, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely love that. And like I said, I, I don't think that, you know, you get to talk about it a lot. Um, as men and as a society, and I'm going through a situation right now where I've uh, married 20 something years and now I'm going into a new journey, right? 
And to be able to leave that situation and because you know, I'm in, I'm still in the process of, but no longer been in the household since August. Um, still got kids and everything. Got a whole bunch of them, eight kids. Um, now two of them are grown or whatever now. Still got the other six. Um, but being able to like, you know, focus on me now because I gave my all and I elevated the my partner. And, you know, uh, in the end, I say 2020, but I, because I've been so vulnerable, I have gotten a lot of support. That's and true. I have women reaching out to me and men reaching out to me talking about, man, what you're going through is like shitty and everything. <laughs> it sucks, but it needs to be talked about because you are relatable. Um, and, you know, this isn't talked about a whole lot or whatever. So I love the fact that, you know, there are other people out there like yourself who talk about vulnerabilities um, and that we shouldn't be letting social media and society paint how culture should be. Because what you see on you know social media is all the highlights, the great things. You don't see the processes of what people are going through. You don't see how they're vulnerable. And for them to be safe in a vulnerable state, I'm like, there's no... It's like, you know, people don't want to create these uh, safe places or whatever. So I love the fact that you're doing it. Um, I did read where, you know, what is uh, the thing you're, you're teaching um, people or business owners, you know, how to like pull in, how to uh, clients and things of that nature and you're a business owner yourself. So at what point did you, you know, jump into that space of one, I'm becoming a business owner? Because it's, I'm like, it's easy to be like, you know, nine to five, you know, you came from the military background, so you know you had structure and everything like that. And you didn't really have all the necessary risks that you do now as a business owner. So at what point were you inspired to do that? Uh so for me, so it, it's kind of a long journey. Uh so mm-hmm. 2020, July 2020, I got out the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh and from there really was pushing the hard knocks. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to stay in the Marine Corps. I actually was my own boss at 19. So an E4 and enlisted rank six position. Okay. And uh, my unit was a little hood. So it was funny. It's like they would check you. <laughs> like it. it was the same thing as the street, you know, and I learned mm-hmm. like, I cannot be this nice guy. So uh, yeah. I had the mentality. It was my own boss. Uh, had all these injuries. My body fell apart. Uh, last three weeks, you need to get out, you know. So really had an alignment issue. I went into home improvement sales, um, my wife had two miscarriages, uh, trying to work on our marriage. I'm working 18 hour days. I'm going to college at nighttime because I said, I'm going to get this yeah. degree. That's going to make my life be better, which it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also getting paid from the VA. So, uh, or excuse me, paid to go to school. So yeah. I was going to school, hustling sales all day. No one's understanding me, uh, throughout that period. I worked with this seven figure entrepreneur, this guru, uh, mm-hmm. who was this man in podcasting. And he really got me on this journey of, you need to start your podcast. Cause he got out of prison and resonated mm-hmm. with my story uh, a little bit, you know, and he just really took the time, uh, I just really took a year of my life, you know, and just kept commenting on this dude's shit and eventually mm-hmm. became friends with him. Uh, hey, do you want to be somebody that helps get people into my community? So he taught me the ropes. And then uh, I started working with him March uh, uh, or excuse me. So 2020, July, um, 2021, I did the marketing for him and like really getting mm-hmm. people into his community. 2022, April, me and him had a conversation uh, I actually was working for a VA claims company, helping veterans get their VA claims up. Mm-hmm. And uh, my nanny moved to Minnesota. So I'm stuck with, uh, at that time, we had a six-month-old. And mm-hmm. I'm stuck with her 
bro. I'm literally holding her, brother, making mm-hmm. sales calls, working 60 mm-hmm. to 80 hours, barely mm-hmm. sleeping. And uh, in my head, I start checking out because I'm capped out at my 60K. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why should I work if I can close all these deals in two weeks? It doesn't make sense why I work the other two weeks. So I'm getting in trouble with the job. And uh, I'm telling my boss, you know, I'm like, hey, man, we have a meeting. And I'm like, hey, just let you know, like my nanny moved. I'm making sales calls holding my daughter. He's like, you need to be making more cold calls. You know, this company, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I'm already capped out on my commission. Like, I really don't care. You know, so he was like, is your heart here? Is this what you want to do? Uh, this was a Wednesday. Me and my wife talk. By Friday, I'm like, fuck it, I'm quitting this job. So yeah. I go back to that entrepreneur, me and him start talking. Let's start a business. Um, he taught me some things, but I didn't make any money working with this guy. So it brings into December of last year, 2022. Um, and me and my wife were about to get a divorce because I stepped out of our marriage. I kissed another woman, uh, back in January, 2022. Cause I was drinking heavily and really was just going through my shit. We're going through the rough times. And some girl just really took the time to just ask questions and really listen to me because for me, I felt misunderstood that I'm doing all these things, not feeling appreciated, uh, not able to have this communication with my wife. I'm being an asshole, you know, and it was all these problems. So, uh, I literally was going to, you know, I wanted to off myself and I was having all these bad emotions. I had seven people close to me die too. Uh, so working through some trauma, working through um, at that time, you know, almost a year, uh, now 14 months sober of drinking, but I was drinking a gallon of whiskey and really going through my shit. So interviewed this man, Sean Michael Crane. Um, and he, I seen him on Bradley. I hit him up on his Instagram and I was like, Hey man, uh, your Bradley episode was fucking amazing. I want to talk to you. You, know, you got out of prison, you built this company, you mm-hmm. you help men and uh, had a conversation with him. And he's like, you need to be more disciplined than ever. Like I'm in the gym. My nutrition's mm-hmm. not there. Uh, I'm not the best that I can be. So he's like, mm-hmm. hey, what you need to do is, is figure out the man that you want to be. Because what I was talking about was my dad was abusive, always cheating mm-hmm. on his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that was perceived to me is if you don't have four girls at once, you ain't shit. So yeah had this of, I need to be this player. I need to be this and, and not really knowing my worth. Plus when I grew up on my mom's side, uh, I had a racist white stepdad who didn't like black people. So it's very difficult because oh, yeah. it was like, you can't you be that. Similarities. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't use that slang or whatever. Uh, so really I start figuring my stuff out. And then that yeah. part fell in December. So, uh, by February, my old business partner sold his podcast production agency. And since he taught me mm-hmm. everything, I was like, uh, and I took six months doing video editing, which I realized mm-hmm. I'm a sales guy, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with technology. So that's not for me. I know to do podcast stuff because we do this every day. So mm-hmm. there, I really just started developing uh, my program and what's going to be different. I knew for me, it's the mindset stuff because like we're mm-hmm. talking about being vulnerable, whatever. Uh, I went on a 50, 150 podcast mm-hmm. talking about my old business partner and that was draining the life out of me. So I got to that point where I was like, I hate talking about the who and who I was and what, because I would go through every single story. I would talk about mm-hmm. the the shooting uh, of my stepdad trying to kill my wrestling coach uh, over mm-hmm. my mom having an affair and like all these things that were just going all crazy and it was draining my energy. So created a program behind that. And then now, you know, have it dialed into where uh, I literally just talk about my life every day. I show you I'm in the gym. I show you mm-hmm. my nutrition. I show you my conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talked about vulnerability. Um, the, a lot of things that happens with people is they don't want to talk about the things. And it's, and like you said, you're going through the hardest part of your life right now that's the power is you're mm-hmm. talking about what people don't. And now they're reaching out to you and they're like, Andreas, how are you doing it? You know, how are mm-hmm. you showing up in a better light? You're like, bro, I'm talking about what's uncomfortable. And it's freeing because when we don't, like, when I lied for 11 months and I didn't tell my wife what I did, it, mm-hmm. it fucking sucked, you know, because I look yeah. myself here and I'm like, I don't respect that, man. But now I do because I'm like, 
man, I don't care what it is. Cause regardless that shit's going to get out and you're mm-hmm. going to think of whatever you want of me. But I know for me, I'm vulnerable. I'm honest. And I work my ass off every single day to be that man that I admire because mm-hmm. I didn't do it when I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, like I said, I love it. So in doing that and building your business, right. So now you're starting to attract um, people. Um, how was that for you? Like when, how'd you learn your, how'd you land your first client? And then two, when you started expanding, you know, you can't make a living off of just one client. Um, how was the community receiving it as far as you like, you know, going in and with that sales approach? Oh, so I struggled immensely. Um, I landed my first client because um, I really was just listening on social media. So I was failing a lot. You know, I had a lot of offers that didn't convert, uh, DMing people. Oh, the problem was I didn't have proven results because I had proven results for that guy, but no yeah. testimonial. So yeah. it was really hard. And plus, I had to learn about pricing. And it was like, so I messed up too on the pricing because the the guy I worked with had a, a premier offer. Uh, mm-hmm. He had proven results. So he's charging 2K a month, 1K a month for production. I couldn't do that. For me, it was the video editing. So uh, it was getting clients, doing production, things failing, mm-hmm. losing my first two clients. And then uh, I was like, well, the way that I got started on a podcast was $47 a month mastermind that really taught the foundational principles in mm-hmm. agency, essentially. Um, but what I created was different. So I got seven people into this group. Mm-hmm. Found out that six of them just didn't resonate with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a sports analyst, had a couple of different people, and uh, they just weren't ready at the time for the podcast. So it sucked mm-hmm. because I was so happy. I put out an offer on my story. I'm DMing people. I'm closing deals. In my head, I'm like, bro, I'm fucking good at this. I can do this all day. <laughs> and it's just alignment to where I was just like, bro, this shit is draining to it where they can produce their podcast for $47. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Bro, I don't even charge that much. I charge two ninety seven a month to do four to eight episodes, and if you want to do more than that, we absolutely can. And I'll leave it at that number. So yeah. it was just draining because these clients uh, wanted certain things, and I was giving it to them, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to get this testimonial, and it's going to build my business." And instead, I'm overextending myself, not making any money, and not feeling good. Because take in mind, like I said, I took care of my two kids. I'm a two year old now, uh, eight month old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife just had brain surgery. So I have all this shit going on in my life. I get up at 3 a.m. going to the gym. I barely fucking sleep. And it's just like mm-hmm. I was overextending myself. So it was extremely rough there uh, to where I realized like the alignment portion. And then now it was, hey, you know, have a couple of people in my um, low ticket mastermind. And then I have a couple of people that I finally was able to get on um, the 297 a month doing the production. So it was learning the hard way, losing clients, uh, losing the testimonials that I wanted so bad yeah. that I realized like I had to come up with a different energy. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, this thing I can say, I tell people like, I have a degree in business concentration and marketing, right? And I've always loved marketing as a high schooler. I was selling candy, flipping this, flipping that, or whatever, making money. So I knew that that was my lane. I just didn't understand what I was doing, the concept behind it. So then I'm educated and I understand now the techniques I was using. But I say that to say that sales will make or break a person in real time. There's a lot of business owners out here that I have conversations with. They want marketing. They don't want to pay for it or whatever, or they want it to be cheap. And I tell them all the time, no, you can't do that or whatever, um, because 
it, it doesn't apply. And then on top of that, I was like, so what do you feel like you need, you know, send to grow? Not only with Morgan, but sales. Yeah, because like 90% of y'all can't do this. You can't. Oh. You have to have someone who's experienced, who's driven, ambitious, you know, because uh, what's the, depending on the industry and stuff like that, your sales close, closing ratios are, you know, between 1% to 20, depending on industry or whatever. So that means you have a lot of no's before you get those yeses. And then those no's, it gives you real-time data. So your approach is a little bit different each time that you're dealing with somebody until, see, see you, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I'm <laughs> laughing because what you're saying happened to me yesterday. So uh, I have a therapist. He's a Navy SEAL. And uh, he used to be a Tony Robbins. He's excuse me. He is a Tony Robbins certified coach, and he did that. But yesterday, like he was like, "So what do you want to work on?" I'm like, "Well, I'm really just focused on my business right now." So my therapist is giving me business advice and breaking it down, like with smart goals, the way Tony Robbins would do it. And then that was one of the conversations we had. So he's like, "So what are you doing right now?" And I was like, "Oh, I've been DMing 20 people a day just because I've been so focused on taking care of my wife or whatever." And like, I'm just trying to attract this person. Uh, but I realized like the more that I'm consistent on my nutrition, posting my fitness, it's generating leads. Like that's what's working better than DMing people. And uh, that's what exactly happened. He's like, so what advice did you get? I'm like, oh, one of my mentors said uh, DM 1500 people a day and I haven't done that. And he's like, oh, so what you're doing isn't working. And I was like, yeah, you know, it was working, but I slowed down because my wife just had brain surgeries in September, took the whole month of October off as well because uh, we're rehabbing. And then November started pushing hard and had to figure out what I was going to do with my brand because I fired all those clients. Yeah. And it was funny because it was the same thing where it was revolting back to like, okay, so this isn't working. What are you going to do? And then he put up the idea, maybe you should hang it up. And I was like, nope, that's not happening. Sorry. Nice try. Wrong guy. You know, and he was mm -hmm. just like, uh, like in shock with me, like you're you're not. And I was like, no, it's going to work because I have a proven system. I had to slow down for my means. And that's why mm -hmm. I'm transparent with it. And I'm like, hey, this is why I've slowed down because my family came first and I'm not going to, you know, uh, mm -hmm. take care of my business and neglect my family because I've done that before. And that's why my wife was going to leave me was I was focused yeah. on everything else but my family. Yeah, exactly. I definitely get that. You, you have to have that balance of because it can't be our business, it can't be our family, because then you won't have any money for the family. So you have to find that balance of at this particular moment in time, I gotta focus on this. And then on this particular moment in time, I gotta focus on that. So uh now I know that you have, you know, testimonials and you improve results that you've been able to get with clients. What's like a typical process of you know a client comes to the fold become you know to lead and then you know the show is more interest or whatever. They become a client. What happens next? Uh, so first, what I like to do, you know, and sometimes people get irritated with me, and that's why you have to be that business owner who's looking for that growth. Uh, mm -hmm. I really just ask them about their core values, what's important to them, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's what we stray away from. And I know for me in my life, like what I stray away from um, messes me up when I'm not disciplined, when I'm not the same thing. So for me, I got to live it. Like this morning, I worked out before we had this podcast interview, so I'm not mm -hmm. coming with some weak ass energy. I'm coming with good yeah. energy. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling them like, hey, you need to do whatever you're going to do. But two, um, maybe you're talking about your product right now. Maybe we're talking about a sales program. And later mm -hmm. on, you want to evolve into something else that you're doing. Well, this is how you're going to be able to do it. So really figuring out that framework and then mm -hmm. figuring out what the game plan is. If it's mm -hmm. helping them get on two to three podcasts a week uh, to help boost their brand, telling them that. But also putting 
the right framework in their mind that they understand that, hey, these podcasts may not be released for a year. So all this work is going to go unnoticed until this happens. So it's all about getting those reps in because I learned that the hard way, you know, getting people booked on podcasts. Oh, when is this going to go? And my numbers aren't going up. You know, uh, I'm not getting anything on social media. Yeah, because it's going to take time. So putting that great framework in them. Uh, when it comes to their show, hey, how do I get better? Because a lot of us, uh, I had a buddy yesterday, actually, and he was talking about, hey, do we publish the episodes that are early on that we say sucks? And I'm like, no, you know, for me, uh, I would say my first episode, my first 50 episodes sucked. And my guru told me, you know, his first 100 and he interviewed Andy Frisella, Grant Cardone. So I'm like, if he's saying mm-hmm. his first 100 sucks, it's just the level of what we expect, you know, because we're perfectionists. Mm-hmm. We want to give the best thing. So for me, like, I'm not afraid to show what I was in the past because I've worked my ass off to where I'm at now to where like me and you're having this conversation. It's flowing and so forth. But the cool thing is, is I implement my clients within my podcast. So you may hear a client on my podcast and he freezes and I'm like, hey, man, you mentioned this because I'm taking the time to ask those questions because I've been on those podcasts where the, the host is brand new where the guest was brand new and uh, they didn't know how to keep it going. And uh-huh. I'm in sales, but I'm a little introverted as well. So yeah. if I don't click with somebody, I'm like, oh, this dude. And then I just completely yeah. check out, you know? So yeah. uh, I've went through that in podcasting and that's what I do with my clients is like kind of prep them that way they understand who, because not everybody's going to be dialed in. Not everybody yeah. know that, but two, uh, knowing exactly where to surround yourself and what podcast mm-hmm. to go on, like yours, brother, you've been doing this for a hot minute. So you know yeah. what's what to do versus like a rookie it's gonna be a different conversation you feel i'm so glad you brought that up because i'm gonna bring up some experiences i've had in the beginning and like you know like you said i like to keep up my old episodes because i get to see the growth when i first started i was more you know dry with the questions um i still you know asked engaging questions but the delivery of them were not with the personality um and then you know i also had dry guests I actually ran into um, uh, one of the girls that I interviewed like six years ago. And she had told me that um, she had gotten better because it was her first time or whatever. And I knew that and everything. But, you know, people go back and they they take inventory of, you know, how they work. And they're like, oh, okay, I could have done this better or whatever, which is great. And I don't mind people being like, I've had a lot of first time guests this year. Last year, I think I did, what was it? I, I set a goal to do 100 in-depth interviews. And when I tell people in-depth, that means 20 to 30 minutes minimum. That's a lot of work, as you know, because, you know, we uh, edit our episodes and stuff like that and put them out, regardless of being video or audio. Um, then you got to create reels and all that stuff for them. You got to do your promo form and things of that nature. I also interviewed uh, people because I went to uh, different, like, pop-up shops and stuff and captured like news and did like small little interviews. I think last year I did around about 150, 175 interviews. This year I didn't do that many. I think I'm up to about 40 something. Um because I had other projects and we're about to get into to do that as well as like you know how podcasting will turn into production. It's a natural transition. And I uh, realized that um but next year my goal is to do 200 in-depth interviews. So if I go ahead and knock that out. And if I add up all the other interviews that I've done before, I think since 2016, this is a guesstimation, I think I've done around 800 something interviews. That's incredible, brother. 
Yeah, that's not even the most. I've, uh, I talked to a gentleman probably about three, two, two and a half months ago. He's up to 1,500. I told him that next time, because he does, he puts them out every day. So he shoots all of his on Monday, and they put them out every day. Every Monday, he's shooting seven episodes. I told him by the time I talked to him again, he probably be up to 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the and that's the cool thing too is the reps you know and that's what i tell people all the time like i don't have time They're like yeah you do no i don't like you have five minutes oh no i don't like everybody has five minutes you can literally go on your phone talk for five minutes and post that you know and that's something mm-hmm. that people don't realize we think we can have this 20 30 minutes in depth and even mm-hmm. that 20 30 minutes i know you you went through this like sometimes y'all are flowing so good that you mm-hmm. look at Oh, that's only been 12 minutes. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. how am I going to string this next eight? So yeah. you, you come up with something, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the cool thing is uh, you have those and then you have the mm-hmm. quick ones, you know, and it, yeah. and it lets people have more of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I know that you help people with their podcasts and monetization and things of the nature, right? Because there's a lot of information out there about monetizing. Um, but what have you learned in your experience and like, you know, I don't want you to give away all the gems and stuff like that, but I do want you to like, you know, name some basic stuff. Because I've told people all the time, but you know, they love hearing it from other people as opposed to myself. And sometimes I can say things a little harsh. So what I'm learning, uh, especially now being around some of the big, big, big dudes, uh, and what I'm gonna be around, you gotta pay to play. Um, mm-hmm. so it is a little bit of discouraging for the people who don't have the money. You know, and you're like, bro, da 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 da. Like, I heard one of my buddies been like, oh yeah, I paid ten G's to interview Wes Watson, and it's like for him, he has that money, and that worked for him. But mm-hmm. two, it allowed him to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, my old business partner, we did ads, so I can do ads for clients on their podcast and running in mm-hmm. and so forth. And that could either be a couple hundred bucks, could be a couple thousand, but you figure out for you what it can do. And if you don't have the money for that, that's where you have to have the patience. So for me, mm-hmm. I didn't have the money for all that because I got a family. I got a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I got all these things. I got two yeah. car notes. So mm-hmm. it's uh, making sure that for me, I got to play the long game. So really, I like doing both, you know, and two, I don't believe, I mean, you're a marketing guy as well. So mm-hmm. I bet you can attest to it. You shouldn't do any ads unless you have organic in the background because yeah. you never know how good you are, what's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I teach the organic side before we even do that. That way they have this great image because that's why, you know, they see the pod fade. You have 13 episodes and people quit. Um, Mm -hmm. That's why it happens is, you know, especially with the culture, um, Mm -hmm. this generation, everybody wants this shit. That's just Mm going to be so easy. And they want it to come to them fast. And like podcasting ain't that like for me, I'm on three years Mm -hmm. uh, in podcasting Two, being of having my own podcast. And I realized like the first year was rough as fuck. Mm-hmm. The second year was like, oh, I got my own show now. What's up? And then didn't happen. And then the third <laughs> year now, I'm like, all right, this is real. Like, you got to put some work in and you got to put uh-huh. some work in if you really want to make this a business. Yeah. And then, like you said, it, it grows from there. So, like, you know, what was it? I think uh, to my, let's see here, 2016, so seven years. So, around my fifth year, I was looking for expansion because it can't just be you, 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 you because you can saturate. Right. Especially if you're not going to. I never like when I started my platform, my platform is a positive platform, as you can see. Right. You know, you probably come through some things, whatever. Other people, you know, start their platforms chasing celebrities. I never did that. Never will do that. Um, They also run with negative connotations. I'll never do that because that's not in me. That's not who I am. I wanted a positive platform to offer insight and 
entertain it at the same time. And, you know, people, people get jewels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but in, in expanding, you know, this is like back in 20, I want to say 2020, right before the pandemic and all that, I was looking to expand. And I signed, I think, seven or eight other hosts. We got flyers and stuff done for them. They had to come up with the concept, but I had the means for them to be able to log into the system, do the podcast, and it was just audio for them. They didn't stick around, pay for photo shoots, all that stuff. No, they all, some of them, you know, did some shows and stuff like that. But like you said, people don't understand what podcasting is still as far as what you have to do in order to make it successful. They don't understand all the work. They get to see this interview, but that's the end result. That is not the beginning stages of this. I love I love that you mentioned that, brother, because that's literally something that I was on a podcast yesterday about. And I uh-huh. said, you got to get clear with you. Like, so for you, you said it's positive. Uh, you don't chase celebrities. For me, mm-hmm. um, I align myself with the people and I just ask them, hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, I haven't paid any big time. Yes. Well, I, yeah, mm-hmm. in the future, because. I'm the one who uh, I want the crazy shit in life just because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I would hear, oh, you know, my dad had a Corvette. And I just remember that was the coolest shit ever as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's slang and doing all this dumb shit, yeah. but he had a Corvette. So I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. My mom would be like, you can't have that. You know, uh, the Mexican side. Oh, we're Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know, we take care of our own. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, nah, we're fat and happy eating carne asada and drinking beers. <laughs> like, that's not life for me. You know, like for me, I want to say I'm going to get a Rolls Royce to get it. So, like, I believe in those things. So I'm going to push myself to that and align myself to that and be mm-hmm. around these people. Uh, mm-hmm. that. So, like, I align myself to those people. Um, and also, I cuss a lot. So people are like, uh, I said mother effort a lot. And they're like, mm-hmm. why do you keep saying mother effort? Because I'm talking to my younger self and I'm lighting that fire because I need that. It's not because mm-hmm. of anybody else. So mm-hmm. some people get offended. And especially with my quotes or whatever I'm talking about uh, the other day, I went on my story, for instance, and I was like, if you're a man and you're married and you want to have female friends over here, like you're being a bitch, like why are you going outside of your woman when you know that you're having problems? And somebody was like, well, I'm married and I have female friends and da, 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 da. like that's you, brother. But if you're trying to restore your marriage, you're trying to work your ass off on it. If you fucked up the way I did it's not going to align you to good things. And you realize that based off that. So I'm not talking to you. And if you have a problem, Hey, I'll pray for you. I love you. You know, I'll talk to you later. But for me, I talk in a certain way because that is me that I'm talking to. I'm talking to that man, do the same thing, who has the ego, who Mm -hmm. likes to drink because he thinks to get the mouthpiece and it doesn't Mm -hmm. lead up to good things in life. So when I explained it that way, that person was like, Oh, I thought you just had a problem with me. I'm like, no, you guys take the shit in a different light. Like I'm talking to my audience, not who you are. So that's why when I say certain things, people get mad and they're like, you're a materialist. Mm-hmm. Bro, I came mm-hmm. from a place where they would tell you what you mm-hmm. are. And you're never going to be shit. And I just yeah. didn't believe that. Like I would sit there yeah. at school, even in college, you know what I mean? Got the business management degree, concentration mm-hmm. in entrepreneurship, yeah. go to sales jobs. They're eating me a fucking alive. Oh, well, you moved around four different times. And I looked at the this um, I looked at this this uh, interviewer, and I was just like, man, I understand that I moved around different times, but what you don't understand is life happens. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, me and my wife had two miscarriages before we had our daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. My grandfather died. Um, mm-hmm. I got out the Marine Corps. I'm dealing mm-hmm. with addiction. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care that this is an interview or whatever, but this is an alignment for me. If you're going to be chewing me out about how I need to move around because of my life and mm-hmm. the jobs that weren't supportive of that, I've worked the 60, 80 hours. I've made the money. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can make the money and I'd rather be broke than work somewhere where I'm not valued. 
And yeah. uh, it was funny too, because I'm talking about waking up early and the, and this is where the ego kicked in. Uh, this interviewer was overweight. So I was mm. just like, I've been sales before and I've worked with overweight sales managers. They don't get mm. respect. People don't care. They're not going to listen to you as men. We're not going to listen to somebody we don't respect or we mm. don't believe put that work in is that good. And mm. uh, this interview is getting mad with me like you. And I'm like, I understand that this interview wants to get mad and he wants to tell me whatever. And he's, he's doing that. But I was like, man, you're trying to read me based off of this. What I'm telling you, I got out the Marine Corps, which people, you know, stick in their own things or whatever. Like I got out and now I'm being told that I'm stupid and mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I don't have a degree. So I'm not somewhere. Then I get the degree. Oh, well, you went to a school that is online and that means that you aren't worthy of being blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. how does that make any sense? I went to a school online because I had no money. I didn't have yeah. any help. You know, my mom took me 15 G's to the cleaner my first mm-hmm. year in the Marine Corps. So I didn't mm-hmm. have somebody looking out for me. I had somebody who was being a leech, stealing money from me, mm-hmm. uh, taking advantage of me while she had an affair, was lying mm-hmm. to me behind my back. I want to do some mm-hmm. dumb shit because of the shooting that I said. Um, mm-hmm. And I found out that she was still with my wrestling coach to this day, which butchered my name. I lost family. You know, I can't tell mm-hmm. this to an interviewer. So I was just like, the fact is, is like they want to read you. They want to label you, tell you you're something where they don't mm-hmm. understand the whole journey. And that's what's cool mm-hmm. about the podcasting. It's like I literally just talk about the journey. And I'm like, man, people don't understand what you've been through and why yeah. you are the way you are. But we want to look at these minuscule things versus mm-hmm. that. Maybe you had this. So like now I understand that because it is difficult, whatever path you are on in life. But if you understand people and mm-hmm. us as sales, you know, we pay attention. That's all we do. We have mm-hmm. to pay attention. Like mm-hmm. if you just listen to somebody talk, you're going to know exactly where they're at. You're going to know exactly their work ethic. All you got to do is just ask them about their habits. And then you're going to know everything you need to know about them. And mm-hmm. that was something for me where I was just like, I asked this interviewer about his habits. He's like, this interview is supposed to be about you. And I was just like, I don't want to work with you. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm the one deciding if you get the job or not. I was like, I'm going to log out of this Zoom call because I'm not going to work somewhere with somebody who's trying to label me, tell me what I am when mm-hmm. I'm asking you questions and you're getting defensive mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know this is an alignment. <laughs> this isn't a fit for me. Yeah. I definitely love that. I love it. I'm telling you, you have, you have a story and I think this should be uh, later on put in a book or it, it can shoot. I think you even have content where you should reenact at least that interview and put that out. Get to some people that can like, you know, they can, they don't have to be professional actors. They can help with that. Uh, selling their story because that right there will resonate with a lot of people. Um, yes. So I know that, you know what I'm saying, you're all about winning and attracting wins and stuff like that and changing the mindset. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there who talk the talk, who want it or whatever, but not necessarily know how to, you know, go about. So I got a few questions I'd like uh, you to answer that, you know, you have posted. How do people maximize their influence? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, first, we said, you know, get clear on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked about core values. Um, and then the third thing that I, I always talk about now, you know, is aligning yourself to the man you admire. You know, so I talk to men. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I just say man. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you can figure out how you're showing up every single day and mm-hmm. how you're going to present yourself to the world, you can start doing that. So for me, what I realized is like people love consistency. They love discipline. So if you look at my story right now, I have me working out, whether if I'm lifting, uh, I work out six days a week, 
seven stretching, uh, but you will see burpees on there. You know, I notice like I have burpees on every day. So you're always gonna see my workouts. Uh, nutrition, the majority of the time I will have there, but eat the same thing. So I don't put that sometimes. And then uh, I'm always saying something motivational. So everybody knows mm. for me that every day those three things happen. Uh, every day that I'm aligning it to those things, I'm always talking to that person. So mm. maximizing the influence happens when you're dialed in on who you are and then you're giving that to the world. So um, there's that saying, you know, heal yourself and give that best version of yourself to the world. That's essentially yeah. what you're doing is you're taking what you do best, kind of like you, brother, like your content's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, yeah, thank you. Ask great questions, that. give great tips, right? You continually be you, and that's why people love you because mm -hmm. they know when they come to undress, uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be what you bring and why you're bringing the positivity and why you're showing up with a different energy and light. So they're like, oh, I can count on you to be this person. And when you can do that, that's when people start looking at you differently. To, mm -hmm. to me, it's like they, they mentioned, oh, the fitness, like, how do you do this? And I'm like, oh, I have a mm -hmm. podcast on mindset. Oh, what mm -hmm. does that mean? And then all of a sudden I generated a conversation mm -hmm. to where we either can talk about a, a podcast or we can talk about, you know, uh, mm -hmm. the mindset. I'm like, well, I do have a mastermind that's $47 a month. And we talk about mm -hmm. podcasting, but mm -hmm. I'm willing to get you in there, get you around these community of business entrepreneurs, of winners, mm -hmm. and you could just learn the mindset from them and network with them. And now you yeah. have a group of people that there's another thing we struggle as men, alignment. You know, we get stuck in being introverts. We get stuck in not being around the right people that we're on the mm -hmm. people. And then you're like, I don't know how to track the people that I don't know who to be around. Like yeah. the work, you know? <laughs> so uh, I learned that was, I needed to stop being an asshole about that. <laughs> so uh -huh. yeah, I just know. was like, Hey man, you need to position yourself better, but people don't understand. Yeah. That it's not taught to us. They don't teach mm -hmm. you that in school. They just teach they you don't. about you're the sum of the five people you hang around, but they don't tell you how to hang around the people you mm -hmm. actually want to hang around with. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And like you said, it all, it all starts with mindset and, you know, I'm a true believer in that. Um, so then how do people start accumulating wins? I'm like, I know you've already hinted at it and you know, gone through that process, but is there anything more that people need to add to that to where they can start accumulating those wins so you know they can build that confidence and then you know, you know how it is. You get your first sale, you're like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a confidence booster, so glad they get that second one, whatever. And when you get whatever goal, short term goal you got, you know what I'm saying, then you start pushing those long ones. So I used to say you know, I'm one of those uh, old school guys, check the boxes, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. then all my boxes don't get checked. So then mm -hmm. my OCD kicks in and then I'm wilding out, you know, because I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't get to work on it. Uh, so Andy Frisella talks about it. It's like the power three uh, of the three things you need to be doing. And really, that's that, you know, everybody says non-negotiables. Uh, but for me, every day I'm either praying or meditating. So it's mm -hmm. making sure I do that because, like I said, I got to stay disciplined because when I don't do that. I'm not the best that I can be. Uh, then I got to get moving because I've talked about a lot of trauma and pain. Uh, mm -hmm. And I realized for me, I've been on the antidepressants. They gave me weight. Um, I do use cannabis to help me out with all the injuries that I have in my body. And it mm -hmm. also helps me to shake to release that trauma. So mm -hmm. figuring out what works for your body. You know, it's not mm -hmm. something that I do every single day. I do about once or twice a month. Um, and I'm strategic on the way that I take care of myself. So mm. it's, you know, having the first practice of what's going to get me to show up. So the meditation prayer, uh, mm. second is moving my body, whether I'm walking, whether I'm doing whatever. And then the third thing is showing gratitude, um, is I'll always text one of my buddies or now, uh, I've been doing it on social media, like taking 10 seconds to read your post 
and to put something heartfelt on that post. Man, this really resonated with me. Why? Because people are going to see and they're like, who the hell is this dude putting a paragraph on this guy's shit? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that deep, you know, and then they're going to see you again do it. Who mm-hmm. the hell is this guy again doing this? Uh, and then they go to you and they're like, oh, this dude's pretty cool, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. or I don't like yeah. you, which generates you free press. Uh, yeah. So for me, I just realized, like, it's the three things that you do every mm-hmm. single day. Everybody says mm-hmm. non-negotiables, but uh, for me, when I kept viewing it as the non-negotiables, I, I seen it as a failure if I didn't make those. This now is just like every day I do these three things because it makes me feel better. Whether if I go on and I close deals that day or whatever, I always have to go back to being grateful. I always have to go back to you know connecting with source, connecting with God. Uh, and I always have to go back to moving myself and figuring out, hey, how do I feel better? Because I have all these injuries in my body and I feel yeah. like crap. So when I tell people that, they're like shocked. Like, you're not going to tell me to do anything else. And I'm like, Again, I'm a sales guy, but I've learned yeah. like if I don't work out, I'm terrible on the phone. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that I have to do, whether if it's a walk or mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys that'll do laps around his house when we're on the phone because mm-hmm. it gets me going and I have that energy. Uh, so it's just teaching people, hey, whatever works for you is what works mm-hmm. for you. So continue to do it if it's good. If it's bad and you're saying it works for you, mm-hmm. I think that's where we need to draw the line. Like some people yeah. try to say, Oh, that I work hard, and that means I can go out and drink and party. Like, no, you know, I don't agree with that because that going out late Friday night, you're getting up late Saturday. Like, it's just, it's not it. I've been there, done that, you know. So it's like people try to argue with you on the bad things, and you're like, I don't know that one, you know. Yeah, they're not not there, really. Yeah, they're not ready for it yet. Uh, I do have a uh, just uh, question. Uh, Since you do meditate and pray, do you uh, drink tea? Yes. Green tea. Um, mm-hmm. What's the other one? Chai tea, mm-hmm. uh, lemon tea. I'm actually going to do more tea now because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to do a seven-day fast. Okay. Uh, which... I, uh, the reason I asked is because one of my other companies, I have uh, is called The Cook Shop. And it is a, uh, I'm in Georgia, so we can't sell cannabis. Well, the THC side, but we do the hemp. And I've had this since 2018. Where I have a combination of like biscuits, biscuits, ginger, lavender, wheat flour, and mummy tea that are integrated with stevia and also the hemp and elderberries. So I want I want to see some tea. Yeah, I, I, I was checking that out yesterday, brother. I was actually going to ask you about that. So thank you for bringing that up. Well, uh, see, we're we're alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna uh, actually I'm gonna do a seven day fast. So I come up with these like dumb res- dumb but achievable goals that people don't believe in. So for me, uh, my old business partner says he's going to get a six pack. It's been five and a half years. He hasn't done mm-hmm. it. Here yeah. goes me and my ego all pissed off. I'm going to get a six pack by the end of the year. Didn't hire a coach till June because I have everything figured out. And then uh, it came into, uh, I see one of my buddies post something and he's like, you have 45 days. This is two days before Thanksgiving, 45 days before the end of the year. What are you doing to push yourself? And I'm in this business call that I'm paying uh, $2,000 a month to just mm-hmm. be around these high-end entrepreneurs and to better my business and so forth. And they're like, when is the time that you're going to you challenge yourself? So the leader of the group, Sean Crane, uh, he did a 96-hour fast and he's messaging Dr. Gary Brecka. And he's like, Gary Brecka's telling him like, oh, this is what you can do for your fast. And then here goes me. I'm going to do the 96-hour fast or I'm going to get a Taylor Swift tattoo because I hate Taylor Swift. So when I was in Kuwait, that's all they played on the radio with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come up with this dumb shit goal. People are telling me shit. Like, you're not going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Here goes, he goes spinning. And then it goes to the challenge. And I'm like, well, I always make excuses on the fasting because I get migraines and I throw up every single day. 
Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to push this in a seven day fast. My wife's like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, why are you doing this? And you know, it's going to be hard. And I was just like, when am I not going to do this? And she's like, well, don't be complaining throughout this. Uh, uh-huh. so I was like, hey, I'm getting my coffee aligned. I'm getting my tea aligned. Like, I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of myself because I know this is going to be something that's painful. But as you know, brother, you've been through it and you've talked about it in this episode. Uh, the more painful things we go through, the more pushing we do of ourselves, that's where we actually learn about ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah, that definitely. I love it. All right. So I know we'll be talking for a minute and everything. And I got uh, some more stuff I got to do, but we've actually gone over 30 minutes, which is fantastic. I love it. I'm really vibing over here. Uh, let people know how they can get in contact with you, what they need to do to, if they want to like, you know, just get some ideas from me, if they want to hire you, do some, I saw that you do social media um, clips and stuff for people on your website. Um, so, they want to learn about, you know, monetizing podcasts, all that stuff. The, the easiest way to find me uh, is Alundis underscore Havens on Instagram or Alundis Havens on Facebook. Uh, I don't even link my website anymore because it's just easier to go to my Instagram or Facebook. Everybody's there. Um, so just find me there, you know, message me uh, and I can help you out any way possible. You know, and uh, if you're Andreas is refer- referring you or you came in that way, good people. So uh, yeah, that's oh, the yeah. awesome part about networking. Oh, you know, is, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll hang around good people. <laughs> I don't like none of that other stuff. I'll be screening people and all that. I'm like, yeah, I ain't gonna be messing up my reputation and relationships out here that I'm building. I'm like, y'all crazy. <laughs> Man, you know what's funny is I said uh-huh. that day, everybody got mad because uh I said, like in the Marine Corps, I would say that is, hey, don't come talk to me if you're not gonna do the shit that I told you to do. And people mm-hmm. were like, why? And I'm like, because you're a reflection of me and I'm not gonna look bad. Exactly. So I'm not gonna be associated with you. And people are like, you uh-huh. can't see that. I'm like, you absolutely can. Cause yes, you can. we're gonna change real quick. Exactly. But well, Linda's man, I've been I've been enjoying this conversation. Thank you. Um, I'm glad uh, you know, I'm super able to collaborate and I definitely want to bring you on in the future and talk about some stuff. Um, yes, sir. see how you know hey, hey, I, I'm all game for it. Just let me know. Um, yeah, I'll me- I'll message you on Instagram. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but you know. I'll, I'll find time to you before the you know in the year whatever make sure you have good holidays and stuff like that and I'll see you know what I'm saying the uh, interview clips and all that stuff now I do got about, oof, about ten interviews I got to edit so over this whole Christmas break that's what I'll be doing um, but I'm definitely going to send out the stuff and you can download the interview chop it up however you want to whatever you can have access to it but thank you yeah make sure y'all go and y'all support Alundis and y'all know all the people I'll be bringing on the show they're out there doing their thing. And if everybody out there keep uh, following social media, make that radio show across various platforms, they hit up the website. And then also the app will be relaunched um, on, what is it, the App Store very soon. 